our our fellow co-host, um, a motorcyclist and another veteran automotive journalist who broadcasts in both English and Spanish, host of Garage Latino on Believe Network, current president of Hispanic Motor Press, Ricardo Rodriguez Long. Welcome. Muy buenas tardes, amigos y amigas. Un placer nuevamente de estar con ustedes. Yes, it's always a pleasure to share the microphones and the waves, as they say, always talking about cars. Remember, we don't talk about, you know, we don't talk about football. We don't talk about baseball. No, we only talk about things with wheels and engines. So let's get started. All right. Uh, this week, as uh, occasionally happens here, this is a pledge drive week. Uh, now, don't get turned off by that. We're only going to beg, beg you for a short, short time. And then we're going to go right into cars. We've got a lot of good calendar items, a lot of cool things coming up. Uh, a lot of news happening out there in the wheeled world. And uh, we drove some interesting cars, including one that was $312,000 and another one that was all carbon fiber and aluminum made in Britain that has been in many a movie. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Stick around. First of all, we want to beg and plead for you to support KPFK with any kind of generous donation that you can we are in our pledge drive right now. You can uh, send in your pledge by going to kpfk.org, or you can call us at 818-985-5735 and make a donation. We have had, and we have to thank our, our donors, we have had some very generous donations, and that is how KPFK is able to stay on the air. And you get the car show. We don't have any advertisers here. Not that automotive journalism is a corrupt practice. But we are not corrupted here because we don't have anything, uh, you know, in getting in the way of what we say about cars. And that's the same with so all the other shows that we have here on KPFK. Completely unbiased reporting that you won't get anywhere else. Opinions points of view, news that's not being covered anywhere else, the show right before us, Spotlight Africa. I listened to that, and I learned, I just throughout the whole show, I learned something from that. And after our show, Bill Gardner has uh, Rhapsody in Black, where you hear wonderful music that you didn't even know you liked. It's all coming to you from KPFK, broadcasting from high atop Mount Wilson. We have 110,000 watts of broadcasting power. It's not cheap. We need your donations to keep that going. So please go to kpfk.org. And if you go to the website, kpfk.org, you can, you can make just a regular monetary donation or you can donate your car. And we don't have that irritating jingle that you hear on other radio stations for that company that accepts your car donation. No, nothing like that here on KPFK. So uh, you can do that. You can also call. 818-985-5735 to make your donation. So thank you for that. We appreciate all those who have donated, and we are looking forward to meeting new people who give us a donation. But first, but now, we're on to calendar items. So there's some neat stuff coming up. Uh, I think we're going to start out with our friends at Honda. They just recently... Like uh, late last year, they opened up the uh, American Honda Collection Hall. And as a celebration for that opening, they held a big, kind of like a car, a cars and coffee, but it was thousands of cars. The first time they did it, they were really overwhelmed. There were cars lined up for blocks trying to get in. 
And now they have had a couple of these already. So they've got it sorted out. Should be a little bit better. There'll be more food trucks there. Uh, it's called Cars, Bikes, and Coffee at, a, at the American Honda Collection Hall, which is their museum right there at their headquarters in Torrance on Torrance Avenue. And uh, it'll be held uh, Saturday, February 17th from 9 to 12. It's going to include, in addition to just a parking lot full of cool cars, uh, the Tuner community will have a special exhibit area. There will be 20 companies, entities involved with auto and power sports, building, tuning, modifying, and restoring. And there will also be, in the American Honda Collection Hall, a display of 12 electrified vehicles because the world is going electric slowly, though it may have halted its advance into that just recently, but it's still going to be there. So you can see 12 cool electric cars, including the new Honda Prologue all-electric car. And uh, at, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, so check that out. That is Saturday, February 17th from 9 to 12. And a little bit farther east of us, Michelle, why don't you take us to Paris? Yes, well... The lovely Paris in Riverside County, not the one in Europe. How's um, it spelled? P-E-R-R-I-S. Okay. Yeah. So go to Paris Auto Speedway and have some fun in the dirt on February 24th because that's when they're going to run their sprint cars for the first time this season. So uh, gates are open at 5 o'clock. They get racing under... Uh, just right at seven o'clock. They're very prompt there. So show up. Uh, parking does cost money. I think it's around 12 bucks and you can either buy your tickets to get in or at the gate or in advance at parisautospeedway.com. They're also going to have a stock car racing that night. And this will be repeating. It's the last Saturday of every month throughout race car season at Paris. Uh, I missed last week. I was going to go to to Night of Destruction. Remember that with the figure eights? Yeah, I um, didn't go. I well, it ended up getting flooded out because in order to carve up the racetrack, they have to have the center uh, deflooded, and they could not get the water out of there in time to oh. carve it up. So they had to cancel the race. But they will be having another Night of Destruction the second Saturday night in March. Uh, weather permitting, of course. Uh, yeah, I was really disappointed because I totally wanted to go. Oh, um, well, but yeah, that... and if you if you want to see the whole schedule, um, go to parisautospeedway.com. All right, and while you're there, you could check out Irwindale Speedway. We'd be remiss if we didn't let people know what's going on out there. And in fact, tonight, February 17th, is called the Battle of L.A. Origins Festival. <laughs> O-R-G-I-N-S Festival. Um Okay. <laughs> it's going to have music, custom vehicle showcase, drag racing, drifting, influencers and celebrities, as if you don't get enough influencers in your daily life. There'll be more out there, and they're coming from all over SoCal. So that is uh, tonight, February 17th, gates open. Uh, oh, it doesn't say exactly, but uh, it's oh, probably there around, yeah, around 3 or 4 o'clock is when they open. Yeah, 3 or 4 o'clock. And then be sure and come back every single Thursday for Thursday Night Thunder at Irwindale. That is a blast. Gates open for that every Thursday, 4 p.m. You have drag racing. It's just it, they have their uh, uh, their, their eighth-mile drag strip there, and uh, they have grandstands and 
They have uh, food trucks and whatever you need there. So every Thursday night at Irwindale Speedway, that is coming up. And that's a run what you brung, right, Mark? That's right. Yeah, you can. It's very reasonable to to get. Uh, you know, you get a little tech inspection there, and you go out and you can drive your car. It's cool. Ooh. I mean, I would I would do that, wouldn't you? Heck yeah. And besides, you, uh, there's a lot of people that take their vehicles testing there. You know, instead of, uh, you yeah. know, they do some modifications and they need a place to test. And that's a place to do it in a safe uh, manner. So you never know what you're going to see. I've been there a couple of times and it's always been a blast. I, have, I can't complain. It's, it's really worth the money. So, and, and you can run your car if you want. You want to play racer as well. But um, always some interesting machinery at Irwindale. Yeah, the, and there's a lot of muscle cars. Uh, the the time I went out, last time I was out there was for the Moon Eyes Festival, and I think a lot of those guys were probably uh, regulars for Thursday Night Thunder. A lot of really cool muscle cars. There was an AMC Javelin drag car, Mustang Camaro drag cars. It was uh, it was neat. A lot of noise, big crowd. Everyone's having a good time. So that's at Irwindale every Thursday night for Thursday Night Thunder. Michelle. For uh, tell us about a uh, little bit higher level of uh, automobile we got coming up. Right. So the Porsche crowd needs to go out to Boys Republic in Chino on Sunday morning, February 25th, for the all Porsche annual swap meet and car gathering. And so this is a place where you can go if you need parts for your Porsches. They're going to have lots of vendors there. They'll have the food trucks. They're going to have, don't worry, they'll have everything there for you uh, to make you comfortable. Uh, but if you also have uh, other German cars like uh, VWs or Carmen Gias, bring them and you can show them and you can also look for parts or swap. Uh, they have, uh, th through the website, admission, you can purchase ahead of time and they have vendor spots. And the closer it gets, it's going to be harder to get your vendor spot. So if you have the need to set up there, go to 356club.org. All right. Everybody loves 356s. Those are fun. And then uh, if Porsches are, what, what do you call those enthusiasts? Uh, ich liebe mein Porsche. I don't know. And <laughs> ja, Ferraris ja. are, are Tifosi. And uh, tell us uh, where we can see some Ferraris, Ricardo. Yes, next Sunday at the Peterson Museum. They're celebrating Enzo Ferrari's birthday. And it's going to be quite a show. I expect probably around 300 or so Ferraris, all type of Ferraris. That would be in itself something that would be quite nice to see and you know share. But also... Uh, there have, you know, you can go into the museum. Of course, you have to pay for, for the ticket to the museum. But as I understand, there will be broadcasting the Ferrari movie. So that would be oh. another incentive. So you can look at uh, all the details at peterson.org, their website. But definitely, if you want to see all the cars, you're going to need to be there early at 8 o'clock because from 8 to 12, it's actually, I would say from 8 to 9 is when everybody starts showing up. And it, it gets full pretty quick. And some people then have other things to do in Sundays. But uh, I will say between 9 and 10, you will see a lot of different Ferraris. And you can, you know, chit-chat with, with all the owners. And it's, it's, it creates a really, really nice atmosphere. Uh, the inside the museum, they're also going to have some uh, special uh, display about Enzo Ferrari. So it will be very much, you know, it will be very worthwhile 
uh, if you're into Ferraris to or, or you know or Italian cars to make your way next Sunday at eight or nine a.m. at the Peterson. Okay, I wonder where they're going to show that movie. Uh, if they're going to do it inside or outside or what? Uh, it will be inside. Oh, inside. Okay. It will All be right, inside. Good. Yes. That, that is that's a good show. Yep. That is a good show. I've been many times to those cruisings, especially the Ferrari cruising. There's always something cool. Sometimes, sometimes uh, Bruce Meyer brings his uh, what is it? A '57 Testarossa that he has. That uh, I think it was the one that Phil Hill drove. I. I don't want to misquote it here, but uh, there's always <laughs> some cool cars there. In addition to a whole bunch of more modern Ferraris. So you can check it out, meet everybody there. A little bit farther down the road is uh, on Sunday, May 19th, is the Benedict Castle Concours. That's way out in Riverside. It's a gathering of all kinds of different cars and a lot of sort of legends of automotive history. Every time I've been there, I've seen Ed Iskandarian out there. Uh, there's uh, people like that. Chip Foos is always there. It's a good crowd for a good cause. The Benedict Castle is the site of a sort of a, a drug rehabilitation center for youth, and uh, the, the whole concours is a benefit for that. Uh, um, so, uh, of course, started by uh, Nicole um, from uh, McGuire's. So it was started by Nicole McGuire, who sadly has uh, passed away so it's sort of a, a tribute to her so the mcguire family is out there as well they always have been big supporters uh, it's a great show sunday may 19th at benedict castle concord we'll get you more specific information as we get closer to that because we're only in february right now but one more thing on our calendar uh ricardo tell us uh about the uh, season two coming up on this the season two of 100 uh, days to I Indy. don't know much about it, but I'm looking forward because it's always interesting. Uh, you know, they, there's nothing like the Indy 500. That's been, you know, a very, very special race for the whole automotive industry. And there's some people that follow the IndyCar uh, series, and there's some people that just want to see the Indy 500. But this year, there is sort of a TV show that will start actually it already started so you can start to see some of these uh tv shows on paramount plus i think is the channel i don't subscribe to that so i'm not sure but regardless it says uh, it's, it's on the, the cw whatever the cw, CW. what is cw michelle CW. can you help oh, us out yeah that's channel for us anyway in orange county here is channel five it is it's a normal you know tv channel <laughs> okay all right on so cable like yeah a but terrestrial can, channel. It is a terrestrial a, channel. You can do a quick search for the 100 Days to Indy, and they're showcasing a couple of racing drivers and how they're preparing to battle in May for this famous trophy. And I have to say, it, it's just such a spectacle. There's nothing like the Indy 500. I mean, there is no racetrack like the Indy 500. There is no atmosphere like the Indy 500. It's such a historical event, and I'm so glad that it still continues in this day and age when it looks mm -hmm. like a lot of racetracks are being closed or shut down. Uh, I, this cannot go away. It's part of, if, of, of, the, of the American out of industry. Yes, Michelle? It's going to be the 98th year of the running. Um, and it seems no. to get bigger, isn't it? Every year it's... Uh, 
I got to be the hundredth and something because I attended the hundredth here already. The hundredth? So, ah. yeah, so it's a hundred. I think it's like a well, hundred five. They, they didn't hold it every year. Remember, they didn't hold it during World War II. And I think That's during correct. World War I, they, they stopped. So, you know, there was the, the first one was 1911, if I'm not mistaken. That so is correct. You knock off World War One yeah. and World War Two, and then, uh, uh, so yeah, the numbers, you can juggle them yeah. around a little bit. I know so they had the hundredth. The hundredth year was won by Alexander Rossi, mm. and uh, it's right. it a great, great, great race. And yes. the the hundred and first was won by Takuma Sato. I was there, so I, so I, I mean, I that's why I remember. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you but, went, with it was there three hundred thousand people? Um, it seems to be the biggest car event ever. But yes. it's also the biggest single day sports event in the entire world, as far as I know. It's a pretty big. I've I've been there. I was there uh, many years ago, and it. Uh, it's not a million people on no. on the track, no. but it's no. It's like half a million at least. It's big. It's a big event. I think the capacity is two hundred and fifty thousand seats. I don't know if they have expanded or that, but then you will have at least another hundred on the infields. Uh, right. And it's interesting because on race day, uh, they have sort of a music festival. There's a big stage with, with bands playing and so forth. And and some people, uh, sometimes they get carried away and they even forget that their car circling around 240 miles an hour. True. <laughs> this is true. I've seen it. <laughs> I haven't been for a while, but I went for about five years in a row in the 2000s. And uh, yeah, this the snake pit thing is crazy. <laughs> I've been, Look I've it been up. to the snake pit. Oh, of course, <laughs> of it's, course. Uh, it's not all uh, pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, One hundred days to Indy is co-produced by Penske Entertainment. Uh, did you know that? Well, uh, that would kind of make sense because yeah. Joseph Newgarden is the star of the show. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. You like Joseph? Yeah. Should we have him on as a guest sometime, Michelle? Oh, okay, let's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why torture you? Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to that, and uh, this, so this is season two because the season, uh, the 2023 season, has already been broadcast. Uh, uh, That's correct, right? So, and this is season two. Are they? So, I assume they're already getting into uh, the 2024, right? Correct. And also uh, next week, I think it's we'll have the Drive to Survive, the F1 series on Netflix. So that is that starts again. Yes, yeah, that starts again. So lots that's, of good uh, TV. That's, yeah, it's going to be uh, something that I will not miss. I, I love the editing. I love what they do with that show. It's so well put together. They very, they vilify poor Max Verstappen. That's what they do. Well, it's TV. It's show. You know, it's Hollywood. You know, it's entertainment. So they have to be a villain. They have to be a good guy. They have to be a sad story somewhere. You know, I, I will say um, Verstappen is perhaps not warm and cuddly, but he has not tried to kill uh, his co-driver, uh, his uh, teammate, or his rival on the track yet. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, that yes. <laughs> in that regard, he is above uh, many of his previous world champions. He has not, there's no attempted murder on his record. And, and there won't be on your record if you contribute to KPFK, the station that is right now broadcasting to you. We have appreciated so many generous donations from so many of you already. And uh, I got to say, that's how this station stays on the air. The three of us, our massive salaries are nothing. <laughs> Zero. We're doing this for the love of the game and to keep you informed 
and maybe to legitimize our use of press vehicles. But uh, but also, is, I, be I believe there is no minimum for the donations, correct? Yeah, you, you can send in 20 bucks if you want, uh, right. or 200 bucks, or whatever you, whatever you are able to do. It's easy. Go to kpfk.org. Everybody has a computer or a phone or something. kpfk.org. Click on Donate. And there's a button. One of the buttons says 20 bucks. Bing! Right Ooh. there, 20 bucks. Uh, you can also, if you don't have a computer, but you do have a phone, call 818-985-5735. Make a generous donation to KPFK because we need the money to keep the lights on here. Well, the lights are probably pretty inexpensive in the building, uh, but the big electricity draw is 110,000 watts. There's that other station in L.A. that, is so proud of their 50,000 watts. We have 110,000 watts. That's a lot of hamsters pedaling a lot of bicycles to get that power out. And uh, we have been on the air for, boy, forever. Our show has been on the air, as we said, for 51 years. And we want to stick around for another 51 years. So please make a donation, whatever you can. And some of you, you know, we're happy to be included in your generous bequests and your will. Don't forget, to mention KPFK when you are going to the great racetrack in the sky. KPFK.org, make your donations or call 818-985-5735. We have operators standing by and uh, the uh, hamsters that power the wheels up on top of Mount Wilson to keep those 110,000 watts going will thank you. We will thank you. We are very appreciative of our generous listeners. Like I say, you have been very generous and we thank you for that. But some of the stuff that you get here includes news, which is our news section now. And Michelle's taken off with a local news story just above the studio. In mm -hmm. fact, only a couple of uh, couple of blocks away from the studio. Tell right. us, Michelle. Right up there in Studio City, there was a lot of rain last week. And it took out a chunk of Mulholland Drive. So the news here is stay away from Mulholland Drive between Coldwater Canyon and around Skyline Drive. And this is going to take Caltrans or the city or both a couple of months, I'm hearing, to get the road repaired and shored up because the mud came right down on it and then the mud below it moved and that's when the road collapsed. So uh, just keep your eye out for uh, news items on Mulholland Drive. But for now, you have to go around uh, that section by Coldwater Canyon. And that will okay. be the section and, uh, that is around Studio City, if I recall. Yes. Yep. I have seen uh, photos of that and it, it does look, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be driving there because you could easily go off the edge and into the backyard of some wealthy movie star and we do not want to do that we want to keep you safe and uh on the road i have also been following up with uh, to see if there's any change on angeles crest highway and as near as i can tell going to the caltrans district 7 uh, twitter page or x page or whatever it's called now i have not seen any update on that so it was closed during those terrible storms there was a lot of snow up there but i believe I believe it is uh, once again open up to newcombs, but you have to take Angeles Crest, turn left at Angeles Forest, turn right at Upper Big Tahunga, and then left again at Angeles Forest to get up there. Uh, but uh, and it might be 
kind of crowded this weekend because there a lot of people are thinking there's still snow up there. A lot of the snow might have melted, but uh, you never know. Anyway. Uh, there's uh, a lot of snow. I can see it from my house. I can tell you all the Wrightwood okay. area. There's a lot, a lot of snow. And I think a lot of people are going to be enjoying this ski. It's, it's ski mm -hmm. season is open and there's plenty of snow on the north side of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. I, well, yeah. Speaking of skiing, I think Mountain High and Mount Baldy are both uh, open and, yep. and going big guns, going great guns because of all that snow. But the road is still open. And I believe, as far as I can tell, again, from the Caltown District 7, District 7 updates, uh, the Highway 33 out of Ojai is also open with a couple of uh, those uh, delays, but you can get through. So that's another lovely place to drive. I don't believe there are any restrictions in uh, the Santa Monica Mountains for driving. So there you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. Let's see. What else? Great. What's next on our news items? Uh, I, just oh. wanted, I just wanted to mention that for all those motorcyclists out there, uh, that a motorcycle is for sale. And if you're interested, and I can never pronounce, is it a Bonhams auction? Bonhams. 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 Okay, I'm sorry about that. So Bonhams, I'm, I'm learning. Bonhams. So the Bonhams auction, they have this very, very unique motorcycle. And even if you don't want to buy it, you're not interested, I think you should take a look. Because not often enough, you find a motorcycle with 48 cylinders. Only, what? Only eight, 48 cylinders, 4.2 liters, based on the Kawasaki two-stroke. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, I, Hang and on. I can just think of tuning that engine, a two-stroke engine. You know, as if it's hard to tune three cylinders or four cylinders, 48, I just cannot imagine. Mm -hmm. But this motorcycle was built in 2003, and it holds the Guinness World of Record for a machine with so many, <laughs> with a motorcycle with so many cylinders. And it is for sale. It's called the Tinker Toy, and uh, it was they used the, the KH250cc Kawasaki Motors, the motorcycle weighs about the same like a Harley Davidson. But uh, hey, if you want something unique, go to bonhams.com and check it out. It's an outstanding uh, engineering marvel. I have I'm, to say. I'm at bonhams.com and I don't see anything about this. Uh, they they it, had it, a it motorcycle auction in December. No, no, no. It is it's not it's it's not sold yet. It's still it's coming up. It's coming up in the next couple of months. Okay. Uh, you will find it. Yeah, right, it's well, definitely it's worth seeing. So go to bonhams.com, and this is an amazing, amazing machine. Michelle. Yeah. Well, um, I just wanted to also bring up that there was some news this week in Formula One. You know, this is the time of year because we're in between seasons, right, when all these movements make the news. And whether it's racers leaving or uh, new racers getting signed up to new teams, well, there was some Formula One news about a new team that was trying to enter Formula One called Andretti Cadillac. And the news that was being put out there was that uh, Andretti Cadillac was told by Formula One that they were being denied a place on the grid for 2024. Uh, and then Andretti Cadillac published a vociferously angry response to a bunch of misinformation that was in the Formula One official statement. But Ricardo seems to know something more about this. Well, I think it's uh, unfortunately news today is, you know, nobody wants to really dig into the details. And this is my take. I mean, in 2026, there is a complete new set of regulations for Formula One, which will require huge investment 
from all the teams to come up with a new car. And the Andretti Cadillac team, uh, supposed to be on the grid, accepted in 2024, and be on the grid in 2025. So Formula One organizers thought, wait, wait a minute, you're going to do all this investment for a one-year car, and then you're going to have to throw it away and start all over again to have a car in 2026. That doesn't, they did not see it as like, that's not the right way to do it. Um, but unfortunately, I think there's a lot of uh, misquoting and no one really is paying attention. There is a way to get an F1. It's been the same way for the last 20 years. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a circus. It's a very special sport. It's the number one, you know, uh, it's the number one auto racing series in the world uh, by far, by far. The numbers cannot compare to anything like IndyCar in the United States. So it's uh, we have to put aside emotions and all things. I think if a valid team, I think what has was the right way to do it. They partnered with an existing engine maker that was already in F1, and that opened the door to be able to develop the car and go through all the process of getting familiar with all the regulations, all the race track, et cetera, et cetera to start a brand new team from scratch from an engine manufacturer that, you know, in Cadillac, we have not seen at a world-class level uh, something that is functioning, you know, they, so I just, you know, so I understand the concerns. Well, there was Le Mans. The Le Mans prototype Cadillac did well with that. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's yes. European. Uh, but yeah, I see your did point. They run, did fact, they run the whole series or they just run the Le Mans race? I think they ran the whole series, uh, the yeah. IMSA race. But uh, I see your point, mm -hmm. and a lot, you're true. A lot of people, you're right. A lot of people didn't realize that. And uh, the actual text here at AutoWeek.com, we do. Uh, FIA says we do not believe that there is a basis for any new applicant to be admitted in 2025, given that this would involve a novice entrant building two completely different cars right. in its first two years of existence. So that's a very good point, Ricardo. Right. People and just that, look that at the. At the at yeah. the nasty uh, couple of lines here from FIA, and uh, didn't see that. Uh, yeah, it didn't make sense. The timing seemed wrong. Correct. So uh, they're still open. They're not saying you're not welcome in 2026. Uh, it it will make more more sense. Unfortunately, the way they're reacting, I think it doesn't help the cause. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. That's a good point. And, and you you gotta wonder why did why didn't they realize that? You know, the regulations are changing. It'd be an entirely new car in 2026. So why build a 2025 car? You know, maybe they could just take one that exists, like a minority or something. Well, that's that's the other way to get to enter an F1. It's buying an existing team. But yeah. at the moment, no existing team really is for sale. I was joking Although, about minority. It's not been around for a long time. So, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was going to Minar say minority, minority it, it, it still holds uh, strong feelings in the F1. Uh, through the they F1 ran cars. a Lamborghini engine for a brief time, didn't they? Uh, yes, well, it, but it's been you know the the, the 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 most loved team in F1 for a long, long time. <laughs> so they were the Eddie the Eagle of Formula One. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But anyway, that, right. that's like I said. So I think it's uh, if, when you really look and analyze what. The F1 group said, "I think they're right. I think they're right. Why? You know, it it will not. Uh, it definitely will would have made it very difficult, not for the Andretti Cadillac, for any team to come at the last minute 
on when the regulations are changing. Yeah, I, I agree. That is a very good point. And uh, while they may indeed still be arrogant, they have a good point. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but back here, closer to home, we have a new law and our uh, staff legal analyst, Michelle Spencer, uh, Juris Doctorate, will uh, take us through this new law. Hmm. Juris Doctorate and member of the California Bar. Don't forget. A member of the California. She passed on her first try, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Back in so. 1988. Ah, he gads. Right. Uh, so uh, here's the thing, people. Um, people are very worried in Sacramento uh, about people getting hit by cars. And we're going to start seeing more and more of these kinds of laws that are going to be cracking down on bad driving that doesn't take into account pedestrians. And there seems to be, uh, in my opinion, and here we go, since I'm an attorney, I can give opinions, right? Uh, there's a problem with pedestrians using their cell phones while they're walking. But that doesn't seem to stop the lawmakers from wanting to crack down on drivers. Okay, just give it a little perspective here. Uh, vehicle code section 22500 has been amended. It's a statute that does regulate what you can do and where you can stop, but they've added a new subsection N and that requires the drivers of cars to stop within 20 feet of a marked or unmarked crosswalk. All right. So you're approaching a crosswalk. You need to stop 20 feet away from the curb extension line, which you have to sort of visualize while you're approaching the, inner, the uh, crosswalk. And if it's not marked with a white line, because the standard in California is a white line for a crosswalk, right? It's a big, thick, white line. Stop, just visualize that as you're approaching and stop 20 feet away if you are seeing a pedestrian, okay? <laughs> So but, you only make that stop if you see the pedestrian? Otherwise, right, you don't have well, to stop 20 feet. 20 feet's pretty far. Well, that's like a car length. More no, no, you're, you're not going to stop, uh, come to a stop. I mean, you have you can't park. <laughs> yeah, I think the regulations. You're not supposed to park. Oh, you mean you're yeah, parking just, on the just curb. To, okay, I got yeah, you. Just yeah, to confirm, just to confirm, we're talking about parking. Yes, not yes. stopping. I mean, yeah. Okay, right, parking. right. So if you park your car on the curb, it has to be... 20 feet away from the crosswalk back so from the crosswalk. 20 foot okay and the point yeah. of this is uh the it says here in michelle's excellent amicus brief for the court the goal with its legislation is to prevent visual obstructions for motorists approaching a crosswalk and to enhance pedestrian safety right the theory is if you're approaching the intersection and there's cars parked there they block your vision of pedestrians coming out from the crosswalk. So uh, this must be backed up by some kind of biomechanical or um, some sort of analysts that have uh, expertise in human factors, which we do use a lot in our cases. Because um, you know it has to do with your perception. And I guess they've figured out that 20 feet is the sweet spot. So, yeah, it increases the angle that you can see. You can see more of the crosswalk if there's not a, say, a van parked right at the crosswalk. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think this is it, it's common sense, and I think it's very good that we do that. 
My only concern is this regulation we apply for mark and unmark crosswalks. Yes. And that's going to be, <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to be, hey, it was not properly marked on the road. You know, there was no, the, you know, this, this, the curve was not painted wide. So how would I know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is all it, news to me. And I'm learning here. Right. But I can so, see where I would park. You know, if it's not painted white, I would park because I'm thinking, hey, it's a parking spot. And in, in a lot of places like San Francisco, for example, where parking is a premium, <laughs> any spot you see that you can get right. your car in, you and will. There's, there's <laughs> not a lot of crosswalks that are marked in San Francisco either. So how do you figure this out? Now, I've had police officers where I've deposed them, and we've actually, we have so many of these kind of cases. And you ask them, now, um, was this person in a crosswalk? And they'll start saying, well, uh, there was no crosswalk there. And then the thing is, the plaintiff's attorneys always say, but it's an unmarked crosswalk, Officer X. Um, could you explain to us what your knowledge is of an unmarked crosswalk? What is, what that is it? It's from the... And so, again, you have to visualize it. It's not there. So we, just imagine, can, imagine if they had them. Yeah. 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 I think we can get some people that are, you know, in need to do community service time mm -hmm. and get them out there with some white paint. And, uh, <laughs> and in, yeah. in a couple of months, that would be done. It all would be marked and it would be clear for everyone that clear okay, for everyone. Yeah. here you cannot park. Now, start. this law is already in effect. That's However, right. it is in a one-year no citation period right now. They can warn you about it, but they can't give you a ticket for it right now. Now, in one year, January 1st of 2025, the uh, police officers can start citing for that. Uh, one thing that I've noticed uh, showing up at crosswalks, at the uh, the marked crosswalks with the uh, crosswalk, uh, what do you call that, signal for the pedestrian to start walking, that light for the pedestrian uh, turns green or, you know, whatever color it turns, for the pedestrian to start walking about three seconds before the traffic light turns green. So the pedestrian is already three seconds worth of walking into the intersection and then the traffic light in that direction turns green. I wasn't aware of this uh, until yeah. fairly recently. And I guess, so it must be a new thing and I've got to think it's to uh, protect pedestrians in crosswalks. Have you guys heard anything about this? Not officially, um, but each city regulates their own signals. So it depends on what city you're in. Um, I haven't noticed that in Irvine. Yeah, I've noticed it up here. Um, hmm you know, various places. Uh, so, yeah. Huh. But yeah, again, this is a lot driven by the fact that pedestrians are getting hit in record numbers all through uh, California. And I wonder since, since I have not looked at the statistics, so I really don't know, but I'm just thinking out loud since you mentioned that there's a lot more people being hit by cars. Um, are they being hit by electric cars? They're so quiet and some, even though by law they have to have these particular sounds, uh, they're still pretty quiet and they can get, you know, behind you without really you noticing, especially since there's a lot of people today that are walking with headphones, listening to music, you know, or they're on their phone, not paying, really paying attention. So, you know, that's a good know. question, Ricardo. And the thing is that that should never happen with an electric car because their technology is so good on detecting what's going on in front of the car. 
Yeah. You you would think yep. that that they'd actually have a lower incidence. Yeah. Now another place where technology is really good is if you go to kpfk.org and make a donation to this fine organization that is bringing you all this interesting information. I mean, who else has an actual practicing attorney telling you about a new law? You get that's just one of the things. And who has an actual racer telling commenting on the uh, Andretti Formula One thing? You get a lot of cool stuff here at the car show 51 years on kk.org yes don't forget that if your technology in your car is so bad that you can't drive it anymore you don't want it you can donate it to kpfk <laughs> that's right you go to kpfk.org click on the donate button and there is not only buttons for cash there but there is a means for donating your car, whether you can, uh, your car, boat, or RV, you can donate, and we will gladly take it and give you a tax write-off, which you should, of course, consult with your tax professional. We're not guaranteeing you anything, but we are guaranteeing you that we will appreciate any donation that you make at kpfk.org, or you can call right now, 818-985-5735. I think uh, Terry is probably in there taking calls right now. He'd be happy to talk to you. Our readers are readers. I'm an old uh, print journalist. What do I know about radio? Our listeners, listeners. are uh, very generous, and we appreciate all of your donations. And we need more of them to keep the lights on and the broadcasting going here at KPFK. And so we appreciate whatever you can do because this is a station unlike any other in LA, maybe unlike any other in the world where you get points of view and you get a take, you get different news that you won't get anywhere else. Just like I was saying, just before our show is a show called Spotlight Africa. Every time I listen to that, I I learn so much about that continent. There's no other way I would have known. And after this show, we got Bill Gardner on Rhapsody in Black, and he plays music that you didn't know you loved because you haven't heard it yet. It's really cool stuff, and that's just like the blocks right around the car show. There's all kinds of other different great shows available here at KPFK. So please make a generous donation to kpfk.org or by calling 818-985-5735 and uh, just put down, you got a lot of money. Just uh, put it down here. The people who listen to car shows, they probably own Ferraris and Porsches and stuff like that. This is the cost of one hubcap from a Porsche. So you can uh, certainly afford to make a kind and generous donation. KPFK at kpfk.org or by calling 818-985-5735 and uh, tell them, Tell them the the car show is your favorite show, and this donation is in in uh, in support of that great show. Now, if you are a generous uh, donor, one thing you've probably got in your garage right now is a Bentley, and uh, that's our next topic: is uh, Bentley the Bentley Flying Spur V8? Have you guys, my co-hosts, have you uh, you've driven Bentleys? I assume before at one time or another. Oh, I have, no, I, have, I, I, I broke up with my rock star guy. <laughs> did he have, did your rock star guy have a Bentley? <laughs> well, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He Ricardo, you, Ricardo you, uh, you've, you've ridden in him, driven him. Yes, yes, and I have 
to say, you know, at that level, uh, there's very few competitors in that segment. I can think of the Rolls-Royce Ghost and perhaps the Maybach, the Mercedes-Benz Maybach. Uh, yeah. Those three are really the top of the line in terms of sedans, luxury sedans. And uh, the Bentley is quite a car. It has not changed much yeah, in the last couple of years in terms of its physiology. You know, it still looks very much the same. But when you have a very good design, there's no need to change it, I guess. Yeah, I had a Bentley Flying Spur V8. Now, you can get, as you know, if you've shopped these, you can get a number of different Bentleys. There's a W12 twin turbo. The V8 is a also a twin turbo. Or you can get a, a six-cylinder hybrid in the the Bentley uh, Flying Spur. Now, the typical, the, the particular one that I had was the Flying Spur S with twin turbo V8 power. So this is a sedan. Usually, when you think of a Bentley, you look at that Continental GT, which is the coupe version of it which is sort of the sportier car. And this one is the full fendered, full figured Bentley uh, Flying Spur, which is a sedan. And I must say you would be happy either being driven in the back of this or doing the driving yourself. And that was the surprising thing about this car was that uh, so often you think of a car like this, a large car like this is just being a chauffeur driven limousine kind of thing. But if you get behind the, the wheel and drive it yourself, as I did, I took it up to the Good Vibrations Breakfast Club and uh, parked it up there, it actually can go around a corner. I was surprised. Indeed, <laughs> I was shocked. I did not expect that to be the case, but by golly, it uh, it does that. It sort of more or less handles. There's a lot of uh, power available uh, from, the, uh, from the twin turbo V8, and uh, by golly, it was quite an enjoyable thing to drive now if you step up and get the w12 it's uh, 626 horsepower uh so that is granted a little bit more than uh the um the twin turbo v8 which is 542 horsepower but that's still not a bad you know output uh the the w12 will get you to 60 miles per hour in 3.5 seconds and uh the v8 will do it uh uh, at the same, actually, zero to sixty. So uh, that's you know, you're you're actually doing all right. The plug-in hybrid powertrain also available in this is a twin turbo, two point nine liter V six with an electric motor. Uh, for a combined, when you combine the electric and the internal combustion engine in that plug-in hybrid version of the Bentley Flying Spur, you wind up with five hundred and thirty-six horsepower, which is almost the same as the uh, the V eight. So. Uh, it was it was an enjoyable, an enjoyable uh, drive. Yes, Ricardo. I have to say that Bentley has done a great job because historically, Bentley has been sort of the more sportier vehicle when we talk about big sedans and luxury. It's always been the sportier car, right? And that's you know back since the 1920s and 30s, participating in Le Mans, winning Le Mans through the years. Uh, you know the Bentley boys. And so forth. So, so Bentley always had that little bit of a, you know, a twist of, of a little bit more horsepower, great handling, in addition to being in a superb luxury automobile. Now, uh, what I think is interesting is you, they call it themes, the interior themes, I guess. You know, so you can choose between cool harmony, storm noir, and alter ego. <laughs> so it definitely, uh, 
they're targeting the very specific demographics, but the quality of the materials inside the car are just top notch. I have to say they're just beautiful interiors. I give and a they, lot of credit. Dude. They encourage uh, buyers to customize their cars so that every Bentley is bespoke to use that term, uh, which may be a little bit overused in automotive marketing, but uh, I think it's appropriate here with this uh, Bentley. And you are right. I've driven the Rolls-Royce Ghost and the Phantom, and uh, I don't think I've yet driven the Maybach sedan, which would be the equivalent of this. But uh, the, I, I would say that of those, even not having driven the Maybach, I would say this is certainly the sportiest of of those three. Uh, but what a you know what a problem to have, wouldn't that be great? Um, I just want to check out the back seat. So what do they have in the back seat if you are uh, going to be that passenger? Yeah, I. I just it was only me driving it so i never got to be driven around in the back seat but i had people in the back seat and it was one of those things where they were just amazed that they were in a bentley you know because i guess it's not a common thing for uh, everybody to get into this car and so they're wow it's a bentley and you know they didn't complain at all there was plenty of leg room for them and they were quite okay. happy back there but if you can do without a back seat and so there was another my... yes go ahead ricardo well, no, I was going to mention that one of the things that that I that surprised me is it does have an automatic uh, eight-speed automatic transmission, but it's a dual clutch. Uh, but it's no, it's, it's smoothless. I mean, yeah. you never notice the gear changes. Oh, okay, yeah, it, it is. Changes. It is surprisingly sporty. That is true. That is true. Um, but if you uh, want something that's even sportier and still built in. Uh, in England, in jolly old, what you want to get is the next car that I got. Right after that was the all-new Lotus Emira. That's E-M-I-R-A. Now, we can debate all day about whether Lotus should continue its now getting more absurd naming of everything they have, starting with the letter E. I, remember the <laughs> Eclat? E-C-L-A-T, the Eclat. That was a Lotus. And they, you know, well, we have to, you know, I say, Jeeves, we must name them with an E. No, you don't have to, Lotus. You can start going with other letters, and we will forgive you. The important thing is the engineering. And this Avira... E, e is I, for engineering. E is for engineering, yeah. <laughs> name it the engineer, whatever you want. Uh, but this Lotus Amira is the new one. It has the transverse-mounted Toyota V6 turbocharged... Uh, I'm sorry, supercharged engine in the, uh, in the back. And it is... Um, the latest and most up-to-date uh, version of this. Now, I had the V6, supercharged V6. You can also get it later uh, this year, I believe, with a 2.0-liter Mercedes AMG four-cylinder, which is also turbocharged, it, <coughs> which is turbocharged, <coughs> and uh, even lighter weight than uh, the car I drove. The car I drove had uh, a curb weight of 3,212 pounds. Now. The most amazing thing about this car is when you get into it. Previous low tie, if I can use that as the plural, were uh, just like you had to be a yoga practitioner or very short or a gymnast to get into a Lotus at all comfortably. <laughs> uh, it's it was it was a it was very difficult. It was like trying to get into the Alfa Romeo 4C, right, Ricardo? <laughs> I I did have a Lotus Europa and. I I have to say that I'm 5'8", and, uh, and and there was no room 
for anybody else. I mean, if you were five nine, forget if you were six foot tall. There's no way you would fit inside. And the and the footwell itself. I mean, you have to have very very skinny shoes in able to use the pedals. I mean, it was just right. impossible I, to 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 drive. So, I always used to, with uh, British sports cars for decades. I took my shoes off. Uh, before getting into driving because no matter what you're wearing even if they're like stan smith adidas or something they're too wide so i would always take them off and that was true years ago with even with aston martins or aston's martin however the plural goes for that but uh <laughs> this car this lotus emira all new is actually it it is suddenly you get into it and it's like a regular car it's not this bizarre claustrophobic sort of uh poorly ergonomically engineered thing it is actually you can fit in there and your your passenger can fit in there everybody's very happy you get in it you've got elbow room you've got headroom you've got knee room leg room uh, you you fit in it so uh that was quite amazing now actually driving it i uh did take this up on angeles crest as well which is sort of my uh de facto uh test course and uh it did quite well but one thing about this car that you have to understand, and we've got about, uh, what, seven minutes, six minutes to go here to tell you all about this Lotus. Uh, but uh, the uh, thing uh, about it is, and where was I, where did I have that? That you were um, going to go for the, the test course on Mulholland. Uh, on uh, Angeles Crest. Oh, Angeles Crest, sorry. A Angeles Crest Highway. And um, it, it was, uh, it comes in several different models of uh of lotus amira what i would recommend is that mine had the automatic transmission and it's a torque converter automatic it had uh, the goodyear eagle f1 super sport tires and uh what else did it have uh it just and oh the uh the suspension you can get it uh as a two different kinds of suspension the sport and the regular one i would suggest that you get the michelin pilot sport cup twos uh, don't get the touring suspension get the sports suspension and uh it, you will just be much happier so i have not driven the Amira, which was properly set up yet i was a bit disappointed with the uh the performance of this particular one but i watched videos of other people who had their car properly set up and they were just there was one guy one of our automotive journalist colleagues who actually bought one yes ricardo no, I, I didn't want to cut you off. That two questions: How does it really compare to a Porsche Cayman? Not a Cayman, the uh, the, the, the Boxster. What is what the is seven eighteen seven eighteen Boxster? Right. Yeah, uh, I think I would, the dynamics are set very similar. Um, and yeah, they're sort of six cylinder, very yeah. very close on horsepower, wheelbase, and so forth. Yeah, and I would have to ahead. withhold that. I would have to withhold that judgment until i drove a uh, properly set up uh, emira i think that once you got everything set up the right way with the sport suspension with the right tires and with a manual transmission i think then the emira would really shine and be very close to the uh, porsche uh, 718 boxster but as it stood the one that i had wasn't quite set up right i'm hoping to get into another one although maybe i've alienated the people at lotus and they'll never talk to me again who knows? I kind of doubt that, but you never know. It's a very nice-looking car, Mark. It's a very nice-looking car. You know, I have to say that, that it's just, and I'm, and I feel like perhaps this is the last Lotus that is going to be uh, powered by a, by an internal combustion engine. 
Yes, everything's going electric. So we have the electric supercar coming up uh, in, uh, in just about everything. So, yeah, this is the last one. If you like this one, by golly, get it. And if you like KPFK, for goodness sake, donate. Go to kpfk.org and donate something there. Go call us at 818-985-5735. Make a generous donation. It doesn't even have to be a generous donation. Every little bit helps to keep the lights on and the broadcasting tower upright on top of Mount, what is it, Mount Wilson. Okay, thanks very much to everybody. Thanks to my co-hosts and thanks to you, the loyal listeners of The Car Show on KPFK. Stick around for Bill Garner's Rhapsody in Black and we will see you next week here on The Car Show. If you missed last Sunday's fiery discussion at the Eastside Cafe on Cut to the Chase, no worries. We'll be broadcasting live on stage at the Black History Month Festival this Sunday at Pan Pacific Park. That's at 7600 Beverly Boulevard. Same time, 11 a.m., a discussion of the need for accurate black history, how it affects who we are and what we do. Not just black people, but everybody. Come on down to Pan Pacific Park and join in the live discussion. It's located at 7600 Beverly Boulevard. Of course, we'll be broadcasting live on 90.7 FM KPFK. By the way, we're in Fun Drive, so be sure to support your favorite radio station. What we do is not free. Call 818-985-5735 and become a listener sponsor. Or go online at kpfk.org and donate to the station. Minimum of $25 or, you know, as much as you want. 818-985-5735, kpfk.org. See you Sunday, 11 a.m. This is Keith Johnson. And this is Augusta Johnson from The Constituency. No matter our chosen careers or states in life, we all want to make a difference. There's no doubt that we're all important in the lives of our families, our friends, and co-workers. Today, Today, KPFK offers you a chance to make a difference in our wider community. Your donation helps make our community 